Welcome to the Overnight Mom Podcast, where we learn sharing tips and creative ideas on how to make daily life a little bit easier while becoming the best parents we can be. Being a mother is a beautiful thing, but there are also many unique challenges that come along with it. Whether you're a first-time mom, a stepmom, or not a mom at all, hopefully this podcast can make day-to-day life run more smoothly for you. Now, your host, author, speaker, graphic designer, real estate investor, blogger, YouTuber, and most importantly, a mother, Kenzie Moormile. Hello and welcome to the show today. I hope you like the new intro to this podcast. I am very excited about it. And with this year coming to a close, I know we still have a few weeks left in 2017, but As we approach the new year, I've been reflecting upon this past year and how awesome it has been in many ways, particularly with this show and having my son this year. It's just been a great year for me. And next year, I look forward to doing interviews on a more regular basis. That's my goal. And I would just love to interview more people, more moms, and just get a feel for their lives, how they do things, and get a lot of advice and encouragement from them. So that is what you have to look forward to in the new year. But for today, I thought an important topic to be discussed is celebrating holidays, Christmas especially, in a blended family situation. I think a lot of mom blogs and podcasts and Instagram accounts, social media, they portray this life that is super ideal. You have your husband, your wife, the kids, and everything is rosy because that is what they are presenting online. You are not going to be taking pictures of your darkest, most difficult moments because you're too involved in the moment to do that and that's not exactly what people want to display online for the whole public to see. But as I'm sure you're aware, there are many different types of families in many different unique situations. So as I often do, I took to Google and here are a few different statistics about blended families. So the average marriage in America lasts only seven years. This is according to stepfamily.org. And then they also say that one out of two marriages ends in divorce, 75% remarry, and 66% of those living together or remarried break up when children are involved. So it's a very high number of people living in situations where the children are in blended families. Now, I have a very interesting perspective because I grew up in a blended family and then now I am a mother in a blended family situation. So I have a good amount of experience both from the perspective of a child and now the perspective of an adult. Now, first I figure I would share with you my story of growing up as a child in this type of situation. So I know a lot of children in divorced family situations go back and forth from each parent every other weekend. That seems to be the standard setup that people have. When they are in school, they usually live with the mother and then they'll visit the father every other weekend or vice versa. 
So for me, my family didn't have such an organized setup. We had it in such a way where whenever there was an event with my dad or wherever there was something I wanted to do with my dad or even if it was just a regular day and we decided that day we wanted to go eat at Bob Evans, we would call each other and make the arrangement to go do that and then the rest of the time I lived with my mom. And then if she was busy or had something going on, I would stay with him or visit him at the time. And it just worked out really well. There, It was pretty informal and it they both cooperated with each other just fine. And it was more of a, of a setup based on convenience and what worked out for my schedule and for their schedules too, but primarily just scheduling-wise what worked out. So when it came to the holidays, we usually celebrated with my mom, and then periodically I would do things with my dad's side of the family. But every year on Christmas Eve, I would see my dad, and then on Christmas Day, oh God bless you, that was my son there, and then on Christmas morning and Christmas day, I would be with my mom. And that was my situation every single year. So I never had to think about it. I never had to alternate Christmas day or Christmas Eve. It was always Christmas Eve dad, Christmas day mom, and everybody was happy, content, and satisfied with that. Despite the fact that both families would do things on both days and I just would miss what they were doing on the day I was with the other parent. So then my mom got remarried to my stepdad and that added a third family in the mix but I pretty much still kept my usual situation. Dad on Christmas Eve, mom on Christmas Day and I would see some people from that side of the family. I could try to squeeze it in on Christmas Eve on certain years and sometimes I could squeeze it in on Christmas Day certain years. So it, it just depended on the schedule going on at the time and everybody really cooperated and worked well with one another, which was a wonderful thing for me. So then when I was engaged to my husband, we knew that we had to go see both sides of the family. So we sat down with each other and realized the different times of everything and we uh, set up our schedule to meet all the expectations everybody had and go to every side of the family that we could fit in and then on top of that his daughter at the time my stepdaughter now had to visit her mother on Christmas Eve that year so the way it worked was we went to my husband's mom's house and then we left about midway through and went to my aunt's house on my dad's side of the family. And then we went and picked up his daughter. And then we went to midnight mass at our church. And then we didn't live together at the time, so we went home. And then the next day we woke up Christmas morning in our own homes. And then we visited his side of the family again on Christmas Day. And then midway through that party left and went to my mom's and stepdad's side of the family. And 
Through this process, we were stressed out, exhausted. The entire time we were at each party, all we could think about was when we had to leave to move on to the next thing. And our timing just felt so short, so cut off, so we really couldn't enjoy ourselves. And we were in the car for quite a bit of that time since different people lived hours away from one another. It was just too much for us. It caused a lot of tension and created a stressful scenario. Overall, we had a good time, but it was very stressful nonetheless. So at the time, we're engaged. We have these warm fuzzies, and we said to each other, you know what, when we are married, we're just going to stay in one place on each day. We're not going to jump around to a bunch of different parties, and we are going to have everyone over to our house. Whoever wants to come is welcome. If they can't make it, that's okay. Our dream is to wake up with our children on Christmas morning and open presents and hang out at home, not having to be rushed, not having to go a thousand different places. But if people want to see us, they're welcome to come over. So that was our plan for when we got married. And when we were in all of our premarital classes through our church and, and this topic came up, we would always say that that's our plan and that's what we wanted to do. So we get married and then the first Christmas time comes around and we pretty much threw our idea out the window and yet again tried to make it to everything. We went to all the different festivities and it was exhausting. We did the same thing on Thanksgiving and it was just too much for us to try to please everyone, make everyone happy, and still enjoy ourselves in the process. So yet again we vowed that next year things are going to be different. We knew we would we had a baby on the way at the time and so we knew we'd have an infant in December. And we knew that we wanted to wake up in our own home, have our dream idea that we've thought about on our own since we were young and thought about and dreamed of together since we were dating and engaged. And so that was our plan. We knew this may create a little bit of annoyance among our family members who are used to their traditions and set in their ways with a lot of different things. So we decided we would let them know well in advance in early November of our plans so they didn't have this big idea of what Christmas would be and then have the whole thing change. So we sent out an email just explaining our plans, letting everybody know what we are doing and when we're doing it and allowing them to come to our home on Christmas Day if they'd like to, and that was what we thought was the best way to handle it. Just email everybody early in November, tell them what we were doing, and then if it worked to fit things around or they wanted to have a Christmas party on a different day, they could plan it around that, but we just wanted everybody to know what we were doing so there were no hurt feelings, and it was the easiest way possible to let everybody know what we were going to be doing and also not telling them at the very last minute right before Christmas when they had the idea build up in their head already. Sounds like a wonderful, perfect, flawless solution, right? Well, not so much. It created a ton of tension, a ton of stress, a ton of backlash, a ton of division, a ton of problems. Exactly what we were trying to avoid, we received because... 
certain family members were just not happy with the fact that we had a different plan that didn't go with their tradition or the ideas that they had in their head of how things would go. So this presented a lot of stress to us and we didn't know what we did wrong, my husband and I. You know, what more could we possibly do? We we tried our best to tell everybody early so it didn't create problems. We tried in previous years to please everybody to go everywhere, but it just wore us out and made us tired and stressed and exhausted. What are we to do? Then, after all of this happened, in addition, our my stepdaughter's mother decided she was going to take her half of the Christmas break and have my stepdaughter go away to a different state and be with her so she will miss Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And that turned into a whole other stressful situation because our family was very upset that they wouldn't get to see her for Christmas. But as my husband and I debated, should we change things? Should we just go back to how they were? How do we handle this? How do we, are we doing the wrong thing by having our own opinions and ideas of how we want Christmas to be? Should we sacrifice the day and drive everywhere? You know, we thought of all these things, but the reality is when we got married, we created a whole new family, a whole new dynamic that is separate from anything that existed before. Something very new happened when we got married. And now, especially having a little infant, that changes the dynamic to another layer. This is a new person, somebody who is still nursing, still very needy, who needs diaper changes. And throwing this little boy into the car, driving an hour this way, an hour that way, here and there, is just impractical for numerous reasons. So we knew we were making the right decision, but how do you handle that type of opposition? And from my experience, the answer is you don't. People are going to be upset. They are going to have hurt feelings if you don't do things exactly their way. And in going through this situation, different friends and family members came to me and told me that they had to deal with this same type of thing when they were early on in their marriages and as they first had children. And that's the thing too, you have to keep in mind certain family members may not have children the way you do and they may not realize the hectic nature of getting kids into the car and driving somewhere and getting them ready. I can barely record this podcast without my son interrupting me and needing something. So anyway, my first piece of advice that is not going to be super helpful because it's totally one of those things that's easier said than done. But it is to stop worrying about what other people think, even if their feelings are extremely strong. We can love our families. We definitely do not intend to hurt their feelings. But at the end of the day, our primary family responsibility is to our spouse and to our children. And beyond that is secondary. So, of course, we want to appease our parents, our in-laws. But if we are neglecting the needs of our children and our spouse, we are doing a big disservice to our family. My next piece of advice comes from my own reflection in all of the stress that I've had this year. 
just between the drama of family not having their needs met and then thinking about gift giving and just how many people I would like to give gifts to and trying to figure out what to get them, how much to spend, all that comes along with that aspect of Christmas. And one day I was sitting there just stressed out, upset about everything, and I thought, why is this happening? This is supposed to be a joyful, fun, wonderful time of the year, and it is extremely stressful. And everybody always says, remember the reason for the season, remember what we're celebrating, but it just doesn't seem to have a lot of weight to it. And then part of me thought, why am I going through this? Why do I have to have this type of stress in my life right now? And the only thing I could really think of is that I needed to be reminded of the true importance of Christmas. Now, I don't know if you are listening to this and what your background is. If you are religious, if you're a Christian, if you're not. But really think about why you are celebrating this holiday. Whether it is about Christmas or Easter, Memorial Day, what have you. Think about what is the purpose of this holiday. Now, I've asked a few of my non-Christian friends that celebrate Christmas what it means to them. And a lot of them will say lights and family. Family seems to be the root reason that people celebrate, even if they're not religious at all, uh, just from the more secular standpoint. Okay, so let's say that family really is your reason for celebrating. And you're having this family tension, family division, or a member of your family isn't going to be able to make it Christmas to Christmas this year, whether they're with the other parent or split up, something like that. Think about the blessings that you do have, the gifts that you have, and why you're celebrating. You're celebrating family. Well, why is family important to you? Maybe you can celebrate the joy of having family, even if they're not right there present with you. Or maybe you're called to be surrounding yourself with family members that might not be a specific family member. It might be to spend a little bit more time with your spouse or maybe to embrace being single if you're a single parent. Whatever it may be, try to find the gifts in that. And on that topic of gifts, Think about what we do with gifts. We wrap them up and give them. We don't just give an open gift. And and why do we do that? Because of that element of surprise. You have this package that is really, there's this degree of uncertainty about it. And then you open it up and you have this joyful thing. Well, maybe this Christmas is being packaged up for you where you can't see beyond the gift. And your enjoyment of the day is to open up that gift and it will reveal to you the blessing, the gift that you have in your life that is a little bit unpredictable. It may not be the exact way that you planned in your head, but it's a gift in and of itself. It's something to celebrate and there's joy in that. In terms of coming from a Christian or Catholic perspective, obviously the whole origin of Christmas, why we have off for this time of year is because of Christmas, the birth of Christ. And thinking back to him and that ultimate gift that we were given, him coming to our world, 
him giving of himself to us and just the whole life of Christ just being that type of gift and really focusing on getting our hearts prepared for the coming of Christ in reflection of his birth but also in the fact that you know once again one day we will meet him face to face and we want to prepare our hearts and our minds for that time so considering things like have I been kind to others? Am I doing the right things? Are there certain aspects of my life that I need to improve upon? Those are all important things to keep in mind at this time of the year. So I took a little bit of a break in recording this episode to take care of my son. He was acting up a little bit earlier and now he's asleep on my lap. But in doing so, I got a little bit distracted and went online. I was on Facebook and I came across this advertisement for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. So I watched the little video and it was just this sweet video of a little child who was a cancer patient and his mother was singing to him and then I clicked onto the St. Jude page and saw this other video where a little boy was excited because for the first two years of his life he celebrated Christmas at the research hospital and this year is going to be the first year that he can be home for Christmas. And seeing that really stuck with me because and it was perfect timing too. It was very fitting for this episode, but it it just reminded me to remember and keep in mind the beautiful blessings and gifts that we have just being healthy, just being alive. And we can't get hung up on the little bitty things where the tradition isn't exactly how we wanted it to be in our minds. And that's the big thing about blended families too is tradition is broken already from the minute that you end up in a situation like that the traditional aspect of a mother father child relationship is changed and so nothing in your life is going to be all that traditional that's when tradition went out the window so why are we trying to expect every single holiday to be traditional and easy it's not going to be that way that's just the reality of the situation but we need to embrace like i said the blessings the gifts that we have the beauty of our children and then be flexible work with them if you can't have your child on christmas can you recreate those feelings throughout the Christmas season or maybe plan a different day when they get back from being with the other parent. Get creative. We were given our creativity for a reason. So use it. Find other ways. Establish new traditions that can still be changed on a different day or a different time if need be. Because if we keep getting hung up on the small stuff, we will never be satisfied. And if we aren't satisfied, if we are down, depressed, upset, tense, stressed, our children will pick up on that and it'll affect them as well. So in order to be the best parents that we can be, we need to be mentally and emotionally healthy, especially at this time of the year, in order to make the experience enjoyable for our kids. I hope what I mentioned today at least sparked some sort of thought to you 
about how you're not alone in your situation. Tons of people have to experience it as well, and I'm experiencing it along with you. Also, I hope that this provided a reminder of the importance of gratefulness, being reminded of the beauty of what we have and the joy that comes with that. And the main thing is be flexible. Roll with whatever happens. Don't let it get you all in the Christmas blues. Fight through it. Be strong. Be an emotionally stable parent for your child because that is the best gift you could possibly give them this Christmas season. So thank you as always for listening. I hope this was helpful and as I always say, I would love for a review on iTunes if you want to take the time to just leave a little quick review there. Again, thank you for listening. Have a wonderful evening.